welcome. We are the ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and airy. Like chosen piercings. Nope. And TV shows. Yep. I mean, it's true. I mean, it is. We had a very interesting conversation before we started recording. Well, we recorded it. Rebecca might set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Or post it on Patreon. That's a mini. It doesn't matter. More beer. More beer. (laughs) More beer. Hi, friends. Hello. You want to like manhandle your mic a little more and make all the noise? I hate both of you. <laughs> it drives me insane. My B. Well, we got to get stitch macated. Make sure you want us to talk into the microphone. You I want do. the microphone to be up to our face, but we can't touch it. What are you supposed to like? That's what I do Is that better. The Is that quieter for you? I push it with my face. What Becker? So <laughs> we actually got, I don't, I don't remember who it was tweeted us if it was you, but someone would like send us a jeff of like a woodpecker and then was on twitter it's like this is tiffany with a microphone i'm like yes oh my god that's so magnificent that. it was a while ago well whoever you are you're spot on you are absolutely accurate because that is me i should tweet more or get on the twitter <laughs> no <laughs> so i can see that you're, kind personal. Of stuff. you're fine your personal you're twitter f- there's a reason you don't have the login no 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 i don't need the ladies i can't handle that responsibility <laughs> i just need to like look at twitter more meanwhile it's like it's either show announcements or rebecca's drunk thoughts late at night yeah sounds about right it and works. i just only get on there when i'm pooping so that's yeah, fine it's my pooping social media because there's usually not videos that are going to pop up and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not looking at my phone on the clock why do you ask anyways anyways what are we learning about today are we ready to get real pissed off oh shit okay hold I on we were off this fucking patriarchy roller oh, coaster no. let me get my pissed we off stance we are strapped in and we about to get angry ladies <laughs> why is this why you sent us an apology text yesterday there's multiple reasons for that and we'll get to that at the end of my story okay um i I made a little bit of a goof but it's fine we're gonna fix it it's gonna be great what was your goof you'll find out we'll find out what do you mean i'll find out what's going on when i get to the end of my story it'll all make sense okay nothing's wrong nothing's bad it'll work out but i was too deep i was too far in to stop at that point so are we ready i'm in my angry stance um you don't have to get angry until like I mean, you're going to get upset, but you're not going to really get angry until about halfway through. I literally have fucking patriarchy and all capitalized <laughs> letters about three pages into my notes. Cool. So, awesome. Let's do this. Beer. On January 10th, 1979 in Westbrook, Maine, Sandra Flick, age 35, served her husband, Albert Flick, 37 divorce papers. Okay. Are those names ringing bells? Nope. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flick was an army veteran who had spent 19 years working at the same donut shop in Westbrook, Maine. The Westbrook police officer, police officers, just the, just the two. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that's all. The West- it's Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Westbrook, Maine in 1979. Same thing. The Westbrook police served Albert the papers and stayed while he packed his things. Obviously, Albert was not happy about the situation, but it did not seem to come as a surprise. His five-year marriage to Sandra had all been, but had been all but over for a while. At his trial, Albert testified that the trouble had really began about a year ago while they were living in Colorado. Sandra told him that she and the children, the two, they had two young sons together, and then she had a 13-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. Okay, would be moving back to Maine with or without him. Basically, gave him an ultimatum to Got move it. back to Maine. 
And that's really when things started and it just didn't go well after that. He claimed that Sandra's ex, who is Elsie's father, her Mm -hmm. daughter, um, had been visiting her while he was at work and also said Sandra had been acting funny and wouldn't cook him dinner anymore. After the papers were filed, Albert got an apartment in Portland, but continuously stopped by Sandra's home to, quote unquote, get his things. But ultimately, it was just to harass her and give her hell. Um, On several visits, Sandra had to call the police to escort him from the property. Dude, take a hint. Right. When does the restraining order kick in? Um, On January 29th, Sandra called Albert and told him he needed to come get the rest of his things, that she wasn't going to have him coming and going. Two days later, on January 31st, he drove to Westbrook and parked a little under a mile away from Sandra's apartment. With him, he carried a jackknife and a gun. <gasps> Uh-oh. Oh no. oh, no. Sandra's daughter, Elsie, was in the back bedroom listening to records when Albert knocked on the door. He claimed to be picking up some fishing rods he had left there, but the children said that they wanted to keep the hooks or lures. I couldn't find exactly. Some places said hooks. Some said like the little dangly lures. I'd imagine yeah. the lures because I always wanted to keep my grandpa's. The um, same. So he and Sandra were going to remove them. He took out the three and a half inch pocket knife and began to remove the hooks. According to 13 year old Elsie, who was watching from her room, Sandra bent over one of the rods to begin removing the hooks. Albert grabbed one of Sandra's arms, bent it behind her back, covered her mouth and with his other hand shoved her into a chair and said, I love you and I don't want to hurt you. Oh, no. Sandra was able to get his hand off her mouth long enough to call out to Elsie, who came out of the bedroom. As soon as she saw what was going on. Or excuse me, as soon as Sandra saw Elsie, she told her to leave the apartment and go get help. Oh, no. Were the other, were her other two there? Yes. <gasps> Elsie saw Albert now sitting on top of her mother in the chair. Elsie later testified that she heard Albert say, now you've done it. Oh, no. Elsie ran downstairs to the apartment of Alfie Daniel, who was the maintenance man for the apartment complex, and his wife called the police. Alfie was working in another part of the building, and he heard a girl screaming, and he found Elsie in his apartment with his wife. His wife told him he needed to immediately go up to the Flick's apartment, which I get. But at the same time, like, honey, there's a crazy guy with a gun and a knife. You should go check it out. Well, <laughs> my thought process would be there are two the little kids, kids yeah. up yeah. there. Like, go save. Um, Alfie ran into Albert, who was covered in blood in the stairwell, while going up the stairs to the third floor. Albert said Sandra needed help, and he didn't mean to do it. Alfie... The maintenance man entered the apartment to find Sandra covered in blood, suffering from a slash to her throat and multiple stab wounds all over her body. He would later testify that Sandra knew she was going to die. She held out her hands and wanted her wanted me to help her sit up. She then told me it was her husband, Albert, who had stabbed her. The first officers arrived just after 10 a.m. They ran into Albert, who held up his bloodstained hands and said, hurry, I did it. I didn't mean to. And then gestured them to the living room. There they found Sandra, who immediately told them that it was her husband who had stabbed her. One of the officers saw a closed, bloody jackknife on top of a pile of laundry in the living room. The Westbrook rescue unit arrived and transported Sandra to the closest emergency hospital in Portland. It was just a four-mile drive, but Sandra did not survive the trip. Oh, no. When Albert was arrested, he asked the officers to retrieve a revolver from under the seat of his car. He didn't want a child to find it and get hurt. They also found the box and packaging of the knife in the glove box. People who saw Albert after the stabbing noted that he looked shaken and started crying when he learned that Sandra had not survived. Oh, I want to punch him. (laughs) Albert told police they had been arguing over custody of the children. And while he was cutting the fishing line, Sandra had pushed him (laughs) and tripped and fell into his knife, which went into her chest. 
He ran into my times. knife. Three he ran into my times. knife ten times. <laughs> uh, but he was not able to remember anything after that. According to Dr. Henry Ryan, the chief medical examiner of Maine, Sandra died due to the wounds, which comprised of about 20 stab and slash wounds, 14 deep stab wounds, mostly to her chest and two slashes to her throat. She also had multiple defensive wounds on her hands. That sounds like an accident. She ran into my knife. She repeatedly happened. She over ran and over my knife ten times while I was holding it the entire time. Right, and my arm just happened to be moving in um, a flashy direction. I don't know, <laughs> but I can't remember anything. Yeah, she ran in, and I just blacked out. At trial in July of 1979, Albert testified on his own behalf, saying the previous day, January 30th, Sandra had threatened to harm the children, then cut her wrist rather than let him have custody. The next day, he took Sandra by her shoulders, pushed her into the chair, and then sat on the chair next to her and said he wanted to discuss her threats. Sounds legit. Then, according to Albert, Sandra said she would never give up the children. Albert said he would go to a lawyer in the welfare department because of her threats to the children. What threats? God, I just want to punch. Because I guess she, he's claiming that she threatened to hurt herself and the children rather than okay. give him custody of I, the children. I missed that part. Albert, quote, she shoved me as we got out of the chairs, picked up a jackknife and said she would kill me. I told her to put the knife down and not be foolish. I grabbed her arm, she backed up, tripped, and we both fell on the floor and the knife cut her somewhere. I don't know what happened after that until I remember seeing her covered in blood. I didn't have a knife in my hand. I made her sit down and said, my God, what have I done? All sounds completely legit. You would have to be a bouncy ball to like (laughs) accidentally do that 20 times. Bounce around the living room with a knife in your hand? Yeah. He told the court he didn't remember telling the police that he had stabbed Sandra after the argument. Can I can I ask a quick question? Yes. Were the two other kids during all of this? I could not find a lot of information. I think because they were so young mm-hmm. and the boy, they survived. Mm-hmm. And I think they immediately went into protection. The only reason that Elsie, from what I could gather, the only reason that she was brought in because she was like a key witness and she's yeah. the one who ran to get help. Okay. So I'm not 100% sure. Everything that I read said that all three of the kids were there. When it happened, but the boys were under five, I think. Okay, so hopefully so they didn't see anything. I think they immediately just went into some sort of protection, and okay. they're probably just not involved. That's fine. Yeah, that is fine. Yeah. But I know that they, from what I saw, all three of them were in the apartment. Well, but I mean, they I were the, the ones reason. asking for the lures or the hooks. Yeah. So I don't know Damn. what happened there, okay. but nothing I read said anything about the boys. Perfect. Do 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 do. A neighbor and friend, Cordelia Casino, was at the apartment that Saturday before when Albert came over. She states Albert told Sandra she was a lousy mother and he was going to get custody of the children and he would kill her if he had to. Because that's how that works. Right. Um, At the time of sentencing, his family testified that he was a good man, but he had grown up in an atmosphere of violence. Albert's male lawyers... Gary Wood and Mark Dunlap argued that he should not be charged with murder, but involuntary manslaughter. Wait, what? What? He had no criminal record, no intention of hurting anyone when he came to the home. He had a revolver and a brand new knife. But the gun, he left the gun in the car. He had the knife with him. To take the lures off. It's a brand new knife. You can't even justify that you just carry a knife with you. I just. He had to have it to take the lures off. Because, you know, you can't use like a kitchen knife or scissors. 
I have a lot of feelings. And you can bite through fishing line. Like, what the hell? Oh, y'all are getting heated real early, and I love it. I, I figured out what that... Okay, so I, I'm pretty silent right now because I have a lot of emotion. It's rage. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> That's the feeling I feel. I haven't felt this feeling in a long time. What is, what is this, this called? It's fucking rage. <laughs> so let's back up a little bit because this part's great. He had no criminal record and no intention of hurting anyone when he came to the home. He was just jealous, angry, and frustrated, and he exploded. Ah! Oh, so he had hysteria. <laughs> right? Do cocaine about it. Like, that, get your deuterus where it's supposed to be and back off. How do you... Deuterus? <laughs> <laughs> How can you say, oh, he was just jealous? What was it? He was just jealous. Angry and frustrated and he exploded. Oh, justified. Okay. Absolutely. He is he an get, angry white man. He should get off... Who wasn't getting his way. He should get off scot-free because he was just angry and jealous and exploded. and exploded. No big deal. It's not like anybody was harmed. I have feelings. <laughs> Do cocaine about it. Do cocaine about it. (laughs) Um, They also claimed that he was at the bottom of the IQ scale, almost borderline, their words, mental retardation. He had a hard time remembering what happened six months ago, which explains his changing story from January to the um, case trial. Thank you. In July. The prosecutor, district attorney, David Cucci, said that the psychological test listed Flick as average intelligence, not developmentally disabled. But he was unable to solve abstract problems and was only able to solve problems in a concrete manner. Okay, pause. Sorry. I didn't get much of that. What was that guy's name? (laughs) David Cucci. I'm guessing it's Cucci. It's (laughs) C-O-O-C-I-E. There she is. But it's Cucci. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Everything you said after that was like... (laughs) Meanwhile, my head's like... Standardized testing obviously wasn't a thing by this point. Uh, 79. Yeah, exactly. So instead of hiring a lawyer to gain custody, he decided to kill Sandra. Because he can't problem solve. (laughs) Wow. 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 (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. Okay, so if we're not at the point where I should be raging yet, what is going to happen to this headache that's evolving right here? You're going to be jealous angry and frustrated <laughs> and you might just explode so i'm just gonna move the corkscrew over here <laughs> cover your beverages i accidentally fall on it <laughs> um, let's, i don't want myself to fall on it and i know it's <laughs> happening so let's just move it over here the jury which was comprised of seven women and five men deliberated for three hours and found albert flick guilty good okay good on July 10th, 1979, Judge Harry Glassman sentenced Albert Flick to 30 years in prison for the murder of his wife and the mother of his two sons, Sandra Flick. How old was he at this time? 37. Okay. So 67 in 2009. Got it. Well, shoot. Yes. He was okay. 37. She was 35. Is he out now? We'll get there. I don't like that face. We'll get there. Um. Wait a sec. Wait. Nope. I might know the story. (laughs) I hate everything. He was released from prison in October 2000. Why did he get out nine years early? Serving just a little over 20 years of his sentence. He was a good prisoner and was able to get time off of his sentence. I hate that concept. Right. And uh, 30 years for murder? Yeah. What if he gets out and then he goes to buy a packet of cheese and somebody grabs the last one and he gets jealous? And angry and explodes. I am never going grocery shopping with you. Look, 
Sometimes you don't mess with our cheese. Sometimes you need a cheese fix, okay? <laughs> That's what I had for dinner tonight was cheese. So in 2007, um, so seven years after he was released from prison, Albert attacked a woman who a prosecutor said was his girlfriend, but I couldn't find a whole lot of information on this these situations. He punched her and stabbed her with a fork and was charged with a misdemeanor assault involving domestic violence. If you just get out of jail for murdering somebody, why do you get a misdemeanor for stabbing somebody? Because she accidentally fell on the fork. Ah, He was angry and frustrated. It was a minor explosion. If it's anything like me and my sister, when she stabbed me with a fork, bitch (laughs) probably tried to take his pancakes. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) No, I'm just saying that's why I got stabbed with a fork. (laughs) And she didn't even get charged with domestic violence. She just got put in time out. (laughs) Unacceptable. That wasn't enough. That was not enough to leave her alone as criminal threats, felony assault, and aggravated assault were later added to the charge. Okay. Two months later, he was charged with tampering with a witness and violating conditions of relief, which I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I'm guessing he tried to basically work around the charges somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and violating conditions of relief, I think, was part of his probation. Got it. Um, he served six months in jail for the first charge of misdemeanor assault and was sentenced to probation. But because he couldn't leave her alone and the additional charges were added, his probation was revoked and he was sentenced to two additional years imprisonment. He was released from jail on probation in 2010. Okay. When? Oh, fuck me. He assaulted another girlfriend. Are you kidding? Please tell me after this he gets put away for good. He and his girlfriend were arguing at Albert's apartment when Albert grabbed a kitchen knife, put her in a headlock, and began striking her with the handle of the knife. What the hell? What? Yeah, it's like to blunt force uh, like uh, a uh, steak uh, knife instead I, I, I understand the concept i just he like, was learning what? control rebecca okay he was trying not to explode so he just <laughs> if i turn this <laughs> well, around like, i'm starting to believe that like insanity or like the what is it the low iq thing because he obviously doesn't understand how <laughs> knives work I like no he's he's learning from his mistakes he knew if he used the sharp end he would go to jail if you use the pokey end you go to jail if you just use a the- fork you go to jail for less time <laughs> If you use the blunty end, we don't know. Exactly. So let's see what happens here. Um, According to her testimony, he said, if that doesn't work, I know what will. She was able to. Is it the pointy end of the knife? Yes. Just got a (laughs) 180 there. Um, If she was able to knock the knife out of his hand and run while he was looking for another weapon, she fled to her own apartment, which was in roughly the same neighborhood. She called the police, and while she was on the phone with them, she saw Albert charging up the driveway with a screwdriver in his hand. What the hell? When the police arrived, they found Albert in his own apartment. He was in the process of hanging himself from the fire escape. They were able to free him, but he was already unconscious. They took him to the hospital where he recovered. Joy. Unfortunately. Uh, Shortly after, he was back in court on two matters. First was the probation violation, as he was still on probation from the previous attack. And any criminal act is a violation of probation Uh for anyone who's never been in probation. Makes sense. And probation can be revoked and the violation, the violator can be sent to prison to serve time. The second matter was the new assault. So those were the two matters he was in court for. And they put him away for life. Then, yay! The judge, let's keep this name in mind, was Robert E. Crawley. That name sounds familiar. Good omens. Got it. Okay. 
Yeah, what they said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why typically also supernatural. That's why you recognize it. Got it. It's a popular name for a devil. Crawley? Crowley. Oh, well. <laughs> that's very becoming. Apropos. <laughs> <laughs> the prosecutor, Catherine Turney, asked the judge, judge, the jackass, <laughs> to fully revoke his parole and make him serve three years and 11 months, the remainder of his previous sentence. Also, she asked for an additional four to five years for the new charges. So that Makes would have been sense. a total of like seven to eight years. Sounds fair. Turney said, I know that the defendant is an older man. He was about 68 at the time. And that the court and society may think that this individual will stop committing crimes, especially crimes against women and violent crimes against women with weapons. But his history has really shown that he is not about to do that. And I think the only appropriate sentence is for significant prison time. Yes. Clearly, probation is not working. At this point, I just don't know what else to do. I think there's a huge safety risk to women and society when it comes to Mr. Flick. You go, Catherine Turney. Yes, I like her. Albert's probation officer, Troy Thornton, also testified. He said he's an extremely violent individual when it comes to relationships. He doesn't appear to have slowed down at this point, and I don't see him slowing down in the near future. Good. Okay. Not good about that, but good that people recognize. Yes. Thornton had an unusual request that if, when he may be released, Albert be required to report when he began a new relationship, when and with whom. Smart. Um, But Judge Robert E. Crowley did not seem to think that Albert's recent crimes against his partners were that severe. Are you fucking kidding? Crawley uh-huh. did revoke the probation, sending Flick to prison for four years. But for the most recent assault, the sentence was three years in prison and one year of probation. This is a quote from Judge Devil. <laughs> At some point, Mr. Flick is going to age out of his capacity to engage in this conduct. <laughs> An incarceration beyond the time he ages out doesn't seem to me to make good sense from a criminological or fiscal perspective. I know the story. It makes me angry. (laughs) Do you hear the deadness in her voice? (laughs) Almost to my drink break. Just hold on for like five more sentences. I should have brought two beers. (laughs) A few years later, out of prison again. Oh, fuck. Albert ran into his previous victim, the um, ex from 2010 that he ran the up blunt with the knife? screwdriver and the blunt knife. Yeah. He approached her, stared her in the eyes and said, you'll get yours. The victim found a cop who immediately arrested Albert. He was indicted for felony criminal threats, but negotiated a plea deal for a probation violation. Oh, of course. He was out of prison again in 2016. Oh, of course. Because why not? And before we carry on to the last three years... Shall we take a drink break? Yep. Where's the ruler stash? Can we? (laughs) I can show you that. For this drink break, can we negotiate it down to like half a promo? You know? (laughs) It's fine. Just Rebecca, like have it just cut off halfway through. (laughs) Can I I make one request? Can we please have a female podcast promo play? Yeah. Yes. Lady Pod Squad. We can do this. Lady Pod Squad. Let's do it. Rebecca, will you mix something up for us, please? Absolutely. (laughs) 
Hey, true crime listeners, check out our podcast, I Said God Damn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say, God damn. Every Sunday, we try to one up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. Along the way, we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also, follow us on Twitter at ISGD Podcast or visit our website, isgdpodcast.com. a nice break we usad before we get real angry again mm-hmm. and uh tiffany has a comment about screwdrivers uh yeah somebody said something about fucking with the screwdriver i've decided that this guy should everything he's done to women should be done to him except for rectally let's do it in reverse because the first one ended in death oh yeah yeah let's i mean that would be fine too if we just started there what? Not necessarily pro death penalty, but Maine does not have one. In case you haven't noticed, yeah, I just I'm so ir. Ooh, what's the right word? Rage again? There's the rage. Um, <laughs> I have so much rage towards that judge who's like he's aged out of it. He's he will. Oh, he, he will. will. Age boys out of will it. be boys. Yes, boys will be boys. It's fine. So he next time pick- I run into a crotchety old man somewhere, I'm like, no, sir. You should have aged out of that by now. <laughs> he only picks on them because he likes them. Mm. Right. Act your age, <laughs> sir. Yes. Oh, it's funny that you said that. That's a perfect segue into our next portion of oh, the shit. story. Go okay. play <laughs> Scrabble somewhere. <laughs> July 2018. Two years after getting out. Got mm-hmm. it. Thanks for looking up for Kimberly. I really want to say this correctly, but I it was literally half and half. I heard Dobby and Doby. Okay. It's D-O-B-B-I-E. Okay. So I heard it pronounced both ways. I even watched like 32 news channels and it was like split and split. I'm going to say Dobby. Because we like Harry Potter. Because that's the way that I read it when I was doing my notes. This is also phonetically how it's spelled. Yes. Yeah. But I heard both and I don't know if it was just an accent thing or what. But anyway, July 2018, things were finally looking up for Kimberly Dobby. She had a bit of a rough patch in life and was struggling to keep her head above water for her and her twin 11 year old boys, Dylan and Cole. I know. Thank you. It's not the Sprouse family, but I thought of that too. Okay. I was like, why didn't she just move into their hotel? That's okay. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Because one of them's a biker now, apparently. One, they're like half my age, but one of them's real hot. (laughs) You're talking about the one that's with the the biker gang? I don't know. I follow one of them on Instagram, and there's one that's in Riverdale, and that's the one not. Okay. She would be into that. Anyway, continue. She and her two sons were living at the Hope Haven Gospel Mission Shelter in Lewiston, Maine. Kathy Cormier, one of Kimberly's friends from the shelter who spent time with Dobby at the local library as they had to leave the shelter during the day, said that she had recently told Kimberly, quote, just hang in there. You'll be gone in two or three days. This was in response to a man who had been following her around and bothering her that she was telling her friends about. Her stalker was none other than Albert Flick. If he picks on you, that means he likes you. Exactly. That makes me so mad. That evening, Kimberly was extremely shaken about Albert and his relentless stalking, but her friends didn't think that a man his age could pose a physical threat. They even joked about getting him a mail order bride. They told her that she should send him a text message telling him to stay away. 
Kathy said that Saturday night was, you know, no matter how meek this man was, things could turn extremely fast. You can't classify this as domestic. It's stalking. This was never a romance. Never. It's stalking by a nutso man. There's a pattern to this. He was following her everywhere from morning to night, no matter where she went. Oh, God, that's creepy. According to her friends, Albert Flick used to eat meals at the shelter, which is where he met Kimberly. He seemed nice and offered to buy the meals. As we know, Kimberly was having a very hard time, had very little money. Her uh, food stamps or the SNAP program had been cut since she was living at a shelter that provided meals. So the warm, nutritious meals for her sons were welcome. Um, As Kathy said, she was just plain out of money and any mother would accept that. Absolutely. I would do anything to feed her. Exactly. Um, Everyone around Kimberly noticed the old man that would follow her around. He was seen following her at the shelter, the library, and even to the bus stop. He did ask her multiple times to be his girlfriend, but she would tell him she wasn't interested. Though she had told Albert, leave her and her boys alone, Kathy said, to this man, she was never rude or mean. It just wasn't in her nature. Um, According to Kathy, Albert and Kimberly's friendship took a turn when Kimberly's Section 8 was approved and she was going to get her own apartment. Kathy ran into Albert, Kimberly, and her boys at the Walmart and began discussing the move with Kimberly. Albert butted in and started talking about getting a truck. Puzzled, Kathy said that Dobby's things were already at the church in Farmington. All you should need is a little U-Haul. He insisted his stuff was to be moved in, too. Oh. Flick said, we have a lot of stuff coming from Lewiston. Kim was looking at me, but she wasn't saying anything. Oh, no. Around a week later, Kimberly told Albert that he was not coming with her. She did not need his help, and she didn't want that kind of a relationship. Good for her. This made Flick try even harder to win her over. Because no always means yes, right? Absolutely. I mean, she's just confused and doesn't know what she wants. He would buy her clothes, which she wouldn't accept, or she would return. He started following her literally everywhere, to the point where her 11-year-old sons started to worry about her. Oh, no. All of her friends said that Albert's actions upset the boys, and if they were not with her, they would always run in checking, asking, where's mom? To make sure she was okay. His actions obviously made them very uneasy. In return, Flick did not care for the twins either. He had been quoted saying that if she didn't have them, she would be free to have a relationship. Because that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a lot of feelings. At this time, no one was aware of his violent past, but they knew he was not safe and they were worried that he was going to hurt the boys. Um, According to her friends, she went to the police about Flick, but the chief of police said there's no record of that. She didn't come to us. I wish she had. Are you okay? Yes. Why are you making that face? The morning of July 15th, 2018, Flick trailed Dobby and her kids from Dunkin' Donuts to the laundromat. On a surveillance video, you can see Albert pacing in front of the laundromat with something behind his back. Oh, God, no. If anything happens to the boys in this, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Um, Dobby had just put a load of laundry in when she stepped outside to take a phone call. She sat on the stairs between the laundromat and the next building to make a phone. Or... (laughs) She stepped out, sat in the stairs to make a phone call. She was sitting on the steps talking on her cell phone while her boys played on the sidewalk. When Flick pounced in on her and began stabbing her. Because she was seated in a stairwell, it was next to impossible for her to get away. Uh, Flick stabbed her at least 11 times. I'll have a picture of what the stairwell looks like, but it's basically like a closed stairwell that goes in between two buildings Mm -hmm. and he had her trapped. Damn it. After Flick attacked Kimberly, you can see on the same surveillance video her boys running back and forth between the laundromat and her mother. Dennis Fitcher... (laughs) Sorry. I debated even leaving that part in. 
Dennis Fisher, who is in town on business and happened to be near the laundromat, heard Dobby scream. He ran over, drop, kicked, flick, holding the elderly man to the ground with his foot until police arrived. Good. Another witness, Elliot Meserve, said he could hear Dobby telling Flick to leave her alone as he stabbed her. Flick's face was expressionless, Meserve said. There was no emotion, no rage, no passion. It was just blank. There was no anger or jealousy or explosion. Just blank. God. Kimberly Dobby was rushed to the hospital. One of the wounds cut the left ventricle of her heart. Another fractured a rib and pierced her right lung. Deputy Chief Medical Examiner testified that Dobby died from her wounds and blood loss. Albert was brought to the same hospital complaining of chest pains. Good. Well, that's what happens when you get motherfucking dropped, kid, because you're an asshole. I just... You should have just crushed his throat. Again, but. get your deuterus in check and calm the fuck down. Oh, my... Um, immediately mad. on his relief <laughs> release from the hospital, he was arrested and was held without bail while awaiting trial. Did when- Crowley come up again and... Were they like, hey, look at this. He's he's just old and senile. He doesn't know what he's doing. Look, I said he would age out. He still has another year. Okay? Right? I down. didn't say when he would age out. I mean, menopause um, has to happen eventually, right? <laughs> menopause. <laughs> menopause and deuteruses. I like this. <laughs> um, when questioned at the hospital, Flick said that he was angry and jealous about the man oh. on the other end of the phone. There it is. It had to do with wh- whoever he was. I had to do it. He told police that he had met the man once. In court on July 17th, Flick had filed a motion claiming he wasn't guilty by reason of insanity, (laughs) but withdrew that plea and never presented any evidence at the trial supporting that defense. The jury watched a surveillance video of Flick buying two pink-handled paring knives with five-inch blades at the local Walmart two days before she was attacked. That's a long pairing, sorry. But... And I don't know this for a fact, but I could not find anything saying otherwise. It was his past was never brought up. How? Why? What? They were not told of Flick's history of violence against women, including being sentenced to prison for stabbing his wife 14 times in front of their children in 1979. Wait, no. Wait, how? Why? Like I said, I don't know, but I saw no evidence in everything that I saw. They were not. It was not brought to their attention. Dude. Defense attorney (laughs) Alan Lobozo. (laughs) told the jury that there had been no indications his client posed a threat to dobby in the weeks leading up to the attack she never don't be a bozo don't be a bozo (laughs) alan she never complained to police or anyone in authority that flick was harassing her because she was terrified right and how many times have you heard stories where a woman goes in and says i'm scared this guy keeps following me around they're like well has he done anything yeah that's a weird line we can't just press charges because he happens to be in the same places as you and i'm i'm torn on that one because like there's that law is definitely there in place for a reason but Mm -hmm. at the same time like (sighs) but my thing is like i get that they have those standards there in place but like it's not gonna hurt anything to look into it because if it is coincidental and she's being overreactive or whatever you want to call it then it's fine nobody's out anything but but then you've also got like I know there's a place around here where they're like they've got flashing signs up like we need police officers please right. help so you've got like limited resources so right. like it's it's finicky but this guy's past then she being in the situation unfortunately that she was in mm-hmm. because she accepted his help and whatever like she was asking for it you know right. she owed no. him something and as somebody who's like in a shelter how likely are people going to be to be like oh okay we'll do this and right. unfortunately, spoiler alert we are never asking for it 
Never. No. Ever. Nope. The end. And she ha- there's reports multiple times of her telling him no. But. Uh, almost there, ladies. Okay. <laughs> At the same hearing, Detective Mike Chavez from the Maine State Police Major Crimes Unit testified with the evidence they had so far. Lobozo asked if according to the video Kimberly had seemed to make room for Albert at the counter where she and her boys were sitting at the Dunkin Donuts before mm-hmm. it all happened Chavez said that was a reasonable assumption a reasonable assumption based on the video okay Lobozo asked if she had left Albert alone with the boys while she presumably went to the restroom Chavez said yes so basically Lobozo was trying to make it seem like they were fine everything he was great stabbed her Sir Lobozo. These names are just too appropriate. Devil Lobozo. Like you can't, you can't choose Gucci. <laughs> Sorry. You can't choose her name, but like, seriously, dude? Yeah. Seriously? Uh, yeah, but it fits. Yeah, it does. You jackass. Uh Flick opted not to testify after his superior court justice, Mary Gay Kennedy, quizzed him Wednesday morning about his decision making capacity. He said that he hadn't taken his diabetes medication and that might have an That's not what it does. <laughs> not, not, not because of the murder, but that might affect his ability to consider whether to testify. In closing arguments, Assistant Attorney General Bud Ellis told the jury that Flick's infatuation led to his thinking, if I can't have Kim Dobby, I will kill her. And that's exactly what he did. The jury deliberated for only 40 minutes before finding Flick guilty of Dobby's murder. Thank you. Flick faces, wait, 25 years to life. And he's expected to spend the remainder of his life in prison. Faces. Wait, what? Is he in jail now? So we recorded this on July 30th. Why isn't he in jail? (laughs) 2019. Sentencing is scheduled for August 9th. Ashley... (laughs) I almost called out your full name. What you the hell? Why? Why would you do this? Because I was too far in and I didn't want to wait. Well, next time I recorded an episode and I'm sorry. So I'm going to tell you guys when it happens. And then I'm going to record a blip to put at the end of the episode. That's why I asked you when you edit them so that we can have it out in time. Because this comes out right after the night. I'm sorry. <laughs> Woman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> you kind of waited two weeks? No. Because I had nothing else planned. <laughs> I get it. I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> uh, dude. No, now I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's misdirected, but I'm mad at you. <laughs> I told you you're going to be mad for a lot of reasons with this story, uh, and I'm so sorry. Damn. So you guys, it doesn't matter because we're going to insert clip here. So after whatever Rebecca figured out to merge tracks into this. Ashley, what you got for us? Hopefully something that'll make us happy. Future Ashley here with an update on Mr. Flick the Patriarchy. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I have been so angry all week. I'm so sorry. All two weeks. Yeah, it's been like two weeks and I'm very sorry that I left you guys on my cliffhanger. I was mad at myself too. The really sad thing is, is I got up like on the 9th got to work and i pulled it up not even thinking about the fact that court hadn't happened yet yeah yeah so it took i was refreshing all day but anyway so this is basically just taken from an article that was in the sun journal okay so i'm gonna give them credit for it i didn't really have a chance to really write my own spiel but here we go oh give me good news okay <laughs> uh-oh um <laughs> <clears throat> The court's victim advocate read a statement written by Susan Dobby, Kimberly's mother, to the court. 
The boys witnessed an act so awful and unforgettable. She wrote that their lives will never be the same. The mother wrote that her daughter had a smile like sunshine and that in her absence, she and Christopher, who is her son, Kimberly's brother, will provide a home for the boys, including the education and stability they so desperately need. Ellis, the prosecutor, also focused on the twin and making his case for his sentence. Flick's intent to kill was premeditated, and he proceeded to butcher her in front of the children, he said. The impact on these two boys is beyond description. On the laundromat surveillance, which we talked about, Ellis said Flick could be seen pausing briefly after the attack began, looking back at the boys, and turning back to continue stabbing their mother. Oh, God, no. He wasn't trying to get away with anything. He wanted to murder her, Ellis said. Um, He reviewed Flick's prior criminal convictions, including the incidents where he beat the woman with the handle of a knife. He said, we will never figure out what is wrong with Mr. Flick. He is an immoral human being that should have been locked up for the rest of his life years ago. His attorney, Alan Labozo, argued... Don't worry, he aged out. ...for a 25-year prison term, citing Flick's declining health and his history as a child growing up in a large family with an abusive father. Wait, whoa. How is that relevant? Right? But I... mm. Uh, Lobozo acknowledged that 25 years would certainly be a life sentence for the elderly flick, but asked the court to consider that he had no substance abuse issues and was gainfully employed for most of his life. Okay, hold on. (laughs) You're supposed to be making me feel better. I'm getting pissed. I'm so angry right now. (laughs) While delivering the sentence, looking directly at Dobby's friends in the courtroom, Kennedy said there is simply no way for us to understand the grief that her family and friends have suffered because of Flick's crime, which took away a woman who is clearly a loving and protective mother to her boys. But she said, I hope that the pall cast by this despicable event will pass and Dobby's friends and family will focus on her goodness. In making her sentencing decision, Kennedy said that she factored in Flick's premeditations, which she called his, quote, savage attack and his prior violent convictions. What is almost incomprehensible is that Flick has done this before, she said. Mr. Flick, you have not taken responsibility. You have shown no remorse, Kennedy said. Even though it was clear to him that during the attack that Miss Dobby knew she was going to die, she knew she was going to die in front of her boys because of the massive injuries to her body, including stab wounds to the heart. With his legs and hands chained, he had no reaction when Justice Mary Gay Kennedy sentenced him to life in prison <gasps> Yay! for what she called a despicable attack on Dobby. Oh, Kennedy gets a cocoa Award. <laughs> and when she asked Flick whether he wanted to say anything to the court, he shook his head and said, nah. Uh. <laughs> and she's angry again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Good on that judge yes thank I, god i wish hemorrhoids on the judge who said he'd age out of it i wish hemorrhoids. <laughs> i i wish that on the bozo and i wish worse a hemorrhoid on, on you a hemorrhoid on your cow <laughs> if you want the difference between the hufflepuffs and the rest of the houses that's it i wish hemorrhoids upon you sir I wish you great discomfort, but not so much that you can't function just enough. Well, it's kind of like an ever-present irritation that they should have to suffer through. You know, hemorrhoids flare up, right? They're not just there. 
I mean, they are just there, but they do flare up. Yeah, sort of like friendship with Tiffany. It's just- <laughs> oh, wow! It's true. You're not always there, and <laughs> I'm angry again. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, so, Ashley. You're I welcome. feel so much better. I'm so sorry for leaving y'all on that cliffhanger. Luckily, the listeners didn't have to deal with that. Well, it's fine. They can hang and listen to the angry past us close out the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, are we gonna just let that close out? Yeah, because I was really angry and it was okay. kind of funny. Yeah. Well, Back to two weeks ago. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage, Rebecca. Wait, wait. Quick question. What? Why is the bozo such an asshole and only advocating for 25 years? He got life. I know, but that's okay. Because he grew up with an angry dad and lots of siblings. <sighs> beautiful bean footage, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hot damn. Yeah, there's I have a lot of rage flowing through me. And as Rebecca said, it's misdirected. But right now, like, we're mad at you. It's fine. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> but I was I, I was too, too far in. Here's my question, though. Like and like as invested as you guys are just hearing that story. Yeah. Imagine spending like two days researching this before you realized what happened. Yeah, because I started researching because obviously there's recent news articles about it because the sentencing yeah. is coming up. And so I was like, oh, that's crazy. What actually happened? Blah, blah, blah. And then I got into the backstory and I was like, this would be an awesome story to cover. So I started at the beginning and worked my way forward and then I messed up. It's okay. It's okay. Our, our listeners will hear what's going on real time. They won't have to experience this, the rage towards you. Um, hopefully they are feeling rage towards everybody else in this freaking story. Hopefully when we add the little clip, they're not feeling rage at all because somebody ran into court and shot him in the face. I mean, there's that option, too. That would be... I don't condone violence, but that would be fine. I condone violence in this situation. Or he could accidentally fall on a knife. That would also be (laughs) fine. Accidentally. Or just stop taking his diabetes medication and die slow pain. But then he might go crazy. I just... I'm so confused how people could look past the past and say, oh, it's fine. Or he'll age out of it. I think that... Yeah. That's what made my blood actually boil. Boil. Literally, like, none of us have aged out of Harry Potter. What makes you think he's going to age out of something this serious? I guess they right? just assumed that, like, physically he wouldn't be able. But like, there's other ways. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't able to stab her, he would have found another way to hurt her. Absolutely. Yeah. And her boys were there. Yeah. And it's ooh, don't uh-uh. save yourself. Don't look up the surveillance video. Got it. Oh God. Yeah. Chug. Chug. Mm-hmm. Chug. Rebecca. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't blame you. I just, oh, I, my my chest hurts. My forehead hurts. My back hurts. I got a lot of tension right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It oh, was um, it was a rough read. And then I realized what I had done. <laughs> what What's the term? Fuck you very much? <laughs> Me? <laughs> like, thank you, but no thank I you. Know. Just imagine how I felt, though, when I was researching everything. And then I was like, motherfucker. I will say the look on your face, though, as you were like, uh, you guys couldn't see it, but she turned like neon red and was like out of breath trying to apologize. And it was kind of perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we have to talk about this. I'm sorry, but I spent hours researching this, but I'm sorry. <laughs> and I tried to find something small that I could cover today, but I, that one. No, that wasn't. story. No, you're go big or go home. Well, and if I if I didn't cover that one, I would have ended up telling you guys about it and yeah. it would have ruined it. So yeah. now we just all have to wait together. <laughs> so remember, friends. <laughs> uh, first of all, legitimately, remember specifically ladies, but friends. Follow your gut instinct. 
Oh yeah, everybody report things. Don't worry about feeling wrong or misguided or whatever the case may be. If something feels wrong, don't do it or say something about it because mm. follow your gut. Um, yeah, damn. Yeah. It makes me think back to all the people in my life who've given me that uh-oh feeling. Mm-hmm. And like... And the uh-oh feeling is a legit thing. Yeah. yeah. If your butthole puckers around somebody, that's a uh-oh side. Yeah. <laughs> you either get out, and if you can't get out, you call for help. Don't be afraid to scream. Don't be afraid to kick. Do what you gotta do. Hot damn. Good job, ma'am. Thank you. Lots of rage. So we'll see um, if this rage is still appropriate in a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but right now your mother is hamster and your father smells of elderberries. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I said that to myself. <laughs> she farted in her own general direction. <laughs> farted in my general direction when I realized what I had done. This is a cloud of fart as you're <laughs> researching. Anyway. Oh, that, is, that is fair. My tummy does get upset when I'm bad. Oh, jeez. I was wondering what that remember. smell was. <laughs> so Tiffany needs to potty break. So remember, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Everyone has something. Remember, friends. We're all flustered. <laughs> Everyone has something that they find odd or infuriating. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. You can find them on our website. The link to the social medias. Ladiesestrange.com. I'm mad. Email them to us. Ladiesestrange.com. I'm done with this episode. <laughs> Would you wrap up, please? I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, if I'm not on the episode next week, you know why. I ran into a knife. <laughs> Accidentally. I'm just Rebecca's angry and jealous. She carries with her all the time. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>